You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't try distracted Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation, compatible device and vehicle required. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcast. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. What is the biggest struggle in dieting and just keeping a healthy diet? Also, what I know firsthand why diets work, why diets don't work, and how you can make them work. You kind of debuted a new diet plan with Dr. Oz. Put 40 women on the top 10 diets and we followed them for an entire year. If you're gonna have pizza, then have the best pizza. Like literally, and sit down and enjoy it. Can I tell you my number one piece of diet advice? Thank you for joining me for the second Workout Wednesday podcast. I'm actually really, really excited for this one, mainly because not only um, am I super impressed by the work that the person I'm gonna talk to has put in and their experience and their knowledge, But also the person I'm going to talk to is a very good friend of mine, someone I went to college with, and I'll introduce her um, in a minute or so. But but last week I challenged you to figure out how much water you're supposed to drink on a daily basis and do that for a full week. That was like the first basic thing on this little journey that we're all going to go on together. And I actually was surprised with myself because I'm usually really bad at this kind of stuff, but I actually did it. And I noticed a couple things, and it's only a week, so I'm not going to say, like, my life was changed, but I noticed that I was full more often. I didn't necessarily need to snack as much. Also, because I was consciously trying to drink more water, I didn't drink things like sodas and iced teas, which I'd have to assume is better for me anyway. If you can stay away from those sugary drinks and drink regular water, you're probably better off. So that was the first goal for the first podcast. At the end of the podcast, I'll have another goal that we'll try to tackle together. And I know that the goal at the end of the podcast this week is going to be one of the hardest things for me personally to tackle. But let's get into it. So I am going to now introduce not only a fantastic diet expert, but also a very, very good friend of mine, Nicole Romanella. Hi, thank you for having me. Nicole and I went to college together, Seton Hall University. Go Hall. Go Hall. Um, Her husband also happens to be one of my best friends. Yes. And not only is Nicole a 
superstar producer on the Dr. Oz show, which you all know of. Um, but you're now you're a diet expert now. Currently at Montclair State University getting my master's to become a registered dietitian. And on the show, I've basically become the diet and weight loss expert. And the reason that I wanted to have you on the podcast, um, A, because you're a friend of mine and I like you, <laughs> um, but I am the worst at talking about diets because I'm not necessarily the the most conscious eater, I guess, is the way. I don't eat poorly. I just don't really think about the things I eat very often. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm starting to try to be better at that, but I've never been in the diet world. I've never really done yeah. a lot of research on it, but that's what you do now. Yes, yes. And it's, you know, for me in the diet world, it's twofold. Um, A, because I research it. I talk to the top experts. I talk to women constantly who are dieting for the show. But then also from an emotional standpoint, I'm a lifelong dieter. I'm a female that has struggled immensely with my weight, which is why I connect to so many dieters. But it's also why I know firsthand why diets work, why diets don't work, and how you can make them work. Well, you have your blog, uh, MondayDieter.com. Yep. So I read, like, the whole blog basically yesterday. Wow, thank you. And the About Me section, even though I've known you now for, what, 10 years, I learned things that I didn't know before. And I I learned struggles that I never imagined you having. And I feel like that's important for everyone because everyone does struggle at some point, whether you're a dieter or not. People, unless you're the luckiest person in the world, people are going to struggle with the way they look or how they perceive themselves. Exactly. And I feel like one thing I learned early on was that a lot of times dieting is like a dirty little secret. You don't want people to know how much you're thinking about it, how much you're doing it, because we all want to appear confident on the outside. We want to have, we have this idea of perfectionism in our head. But when I started being open about my diet story, I felt this sense of relief. It was almost like it was weighing me down that I was keeping it in. So as I started being open and vulnerable with my story, laying it all out there about what I've been through in the past 20 years, it's absolutely amazing how many people I talk to on a daily basis that tell me their story. And I know that so many of us, we struggle with this every single day. What's, I mean, for the dieters that you speak to, and we'll talk about the diet that you created um, with Dr. Oz, because I think it's actually something that I might try. Um, When you talk to the dieters that you interact with, what is the biggest struggle in dieting and just keeping a healthy diet? The biggest struggle is emotional eating. I think that we all know what to eat. We all know how to eat. We all know that we should be exercising. But if it was that easy, we would all be at our goal weight. And the reason it's not that easy is because emotions come into play. And I always say, you know, I don't gain weight. My weight doesn't fluctuate because I had one cookie. My weight fluctuates because I have 12 in one sitting. And so I think that we all talk about what to eat. We talk about how to exercise. We talk about the research. But we really don't bring in the emotional component the way that we should. And I always joke that therapy was the best diet I ever went on. Once I started connecting, you know, the overeating to emotions in my life, I was able to get way more on a handle on dieting and actually stay on the diet because emotional eating is what takes us off the diet. We start out strong. We know what we're doing. We start losing weight. And then all of a sudden we fall off. And when we fall off, we fall off for days, months, years at a time. Yeah, you fall off hard. And it's hard to get back. Yeah, exactly. Out of the things you've learned in therapy, what is like one thing that people can do to kind of try to overcome emotional eating? Is there one thing or is it like specific to every single person? 
No, I definitely think, A, just being aware of it has been super helpful. Like, you know, every time I'm eating more than I should, like when I am, you know, knee deep in a bag of Chex Mix, (laughs) I know that that's emotional and I have to stop and figure out why I'm doing that. So when I can stop and pinpoint it, it's, it's been really, really helpful. The other thing to remember for me is that overeating is my friend. It makes me feel good because when I eat, I don't have to feel things, you know, like I don't have to feel my anxiety. I don't have to feel my stress because the food is numbing it. So when you start feeling anxiety and you start feeling stress, you realize that you're actually probably on your diet, which is, you know, it's like, which one do you pick? Yeah. Another thing I will say, it's being aware, but it's also stop blaming yourself for falling off the diet. Don't feel like you failed because overeating and falling off your diet isn't a problem. It's a symptom. And I think when we just remember that, it's very, very helpful going forward. Well, I think falling off your diet isn't, and you've mentioned this already, falling off your diet isn't the issue. It's staying off your diet really that screws you up. Exactly. Not being able to get right back on, having that all or nothing mentality is what a lot of lifelong dieters suffer from. Because, you know, if you have one cookie at lunch, that doesn't mean that you're off your diet and your entire day is bad. You can pick up and eat better at your next bite of food, your next meal, the next day. You don't have to wait and start another diet. Well, when people go like really off the rails on, let's say, a cheat day or if they break their their diet and then say, screw it, I'm going to go the rest of the week and then I'll start again, like you said, on Monday, that's like mm-hmm. stubbing your toe. And then instead of like walking away and dealing with the pain, just shooting off your toe. Exactly. Exactly. Like, it makes no sense. But when you but if you correlate that logic to dieting, they're like, oh, now I. Yeah. Okay. I get it now. Mm-hmm. You kind of debuted a new diet plan with Dr. Oz. Yes. Yeah. And, we did a year of research. And could you explain the name and why it's called what it is? Yes. So last year we started um, a project where we listed the top 10 diets and we put 40 women on the top 10 diets and we followed them for an entire year. Oh, wow. We weighed them in. Yeah, we weighed them in every month. And we kept track of everything from, you know, how much weight they lost, how they felt, the cost of the diet, how hard was it to prep. And slowly throughout the year, we started eliminating diets as people weren't succeeding or they were hard to stay on or they were too expensive. For example, we started eliminating them. So it was like the survivor so, of diets. Yep, survivor <laughs> of diets. So at the end of this year, we were left with two diets. Um, and the paleo diet and the vegan diet and two diets that are completely at odds. You know, I joke that you either eat meat or you eat beets. Mm. One is protein, animal protein, and one is plant protein. So we thought, why does it have to be one or the other? Why can't we combine the best of the best, put them together, and create the vegan diet? So that's where we got that. And the second, the 365 part, is because we did track these women for a year, and we did hope to find a diet that was sustainable. And if dieters were able to stay on their diet for a whole year, that proves that it's a diet that we wanted to recommend to people. So the, the whole 365A, it talks to the research that you put in for this uh, vegan diet, but it's something that you believe people can do all year long, right? This isn't like a crash diet or a monthly thing. Correct. I truly feel like this can be a way of eating. You know, 
as many days during the year as you can. If you kind of think about this type of eating, I think that you'll have success and you'll get away from those big um, fluctuations, you know, where we lose 30 pounds by February, but we've gained it all back by March. Mm -hmm. This is hopefully, you know, you lose weight and you keep it off. A lot of our dieters, for example, you know, they lost like 20 or 30 pounds, you know, by mid-year, but that was great. But it was the people that kept it off that had a diet that we knew was sustainable because a lot of people lost the weight initially, but then gained it back because the diet wasn't sustainable. So I know a lot of people listening are probably starting off diets for the first time. Obviously, it's still pretty new in the new year. Um, And the question is going to be, okay, my goal for the year was to lose 15 pounds on the Mm -hmm. Pegan 365 diet. How long would that take me? Um, I think you could probably lose it in the first month. Oh, wow. Yeah. I would say the first month to at least the, the first two months, you'll definitely be able to, you know, see a difference if you're, if you're strict, you know, if you, if you comply because, you know, you really are eliminating on majority of the days, a lot of the foods that are making you overweight. Okay. Then what, let's go into what, what are the keys what are the ingredients of the Pegan 365? So every day we want people to think five, four, three, two, one. So that means five servings of vegetables, four healthy carbs, three proteins, two fats, healthy fats, and one dairy substitute because one of the biggest components of both the vegan and the paleo, which is why it's on the vegan diet, is that um, it eliminates dairy. So the main components are fruits, vegetables, healthy fats, and then what we're calling smart proteins. And basically we encourage people to have two vegan proteins a day, which is, you know, beans, tofu, and tempeh, seeds, nuts. And then we encourage people to have one animal protein per day, um, which, you know, is a lean protein, poultry, fish, et cetera. And then the reason we did that is because we looked at the research and, you know, the vegan diets and these plant-based diets, there's so much good research behind them about people, how people feel, how much longer people live. Um, So our team is really passionate about, you know, plant-based proteins. Okay. Now, and this might sound like a stupid question, but I've had it forever and I know other people probably do. Um, Healthy fats and health, would you call them healthy carbs before? Yeah. What are they? Okay, so healthy fats are like an olive oil, avocado, um, nuts and seeds. It's anything that has those monounsaturated fats that are heart healthy. And carbs are interesting. We put these foods in the carbohydrate category. We put um, starchy vegetables like corn and sweet potatoes. We put those in the carb category. We put grains like Ezekiel bread and oats. Those are in the carbohydrate category. And we also put fruit in that category because fruit is something that does come with sugar and it does have carbohydrates. So it is good to kind of keep that in the carbohydrate category. So to me, I love everything in the carb category. I love corn. I love sweet potatoes. I love my fruit. And I love being able to have my bread and my oats and my quinoa and all that stuff. If I was trying to cut out wheat or something like that could could i do this diet and do like five servings of vegetables four servings of just fruit and then move on to the other two the three servings of Mm -hmm. protein and the two servings of uh, healthy fats yes and you absolutely can because what we did is we made a checklist we didn't say every day you have to eat 
X for breakfast and Y for lunch. We give you a checklist. That way you can just cross off every time you fill a box. If you have a fruit for breakfast, you check off a carb. If you have a fruit for your snack, you check off another carb. If you have another fruit after dinner, you check off another carb. So you kind of can completely personalize this and just you know, make sure that you hit all those boxes so you're getting okay. all the nutrients and you're getting enough calories. And we, we did that specifically because, again, we wanted this to be sustainable. We didn't want to feel like this was a quick fix or this was a fad or this was something that you were just doing for a short amount of time. So this is really a lifestyle change. Yes. And I know you pretty well. I know that yes. you we've gone out for drinks together. We've gone out and had mm-hmm. dessert and stuff. How yes. do you fit that stuff into a regular because you got to think for 30 days it's easy to say all right i'm not gonna drink for 30 days or i'm not gonna have a cupcake for 30 days but for a full year that's a little difficult yeah so what we did is first of all everybody will be happy about this but we um allowed one cheat day per week so you can plan for that it can become your backup plan regardless you know you have that if you want to expedite your weight loss you probably blow through that but if you are, you know, you just need to go out with your friends, you need to emotionally eat, you have your cheat day there where you're not on your diet. Then we added rules for alcohol because we felt like it was important that you didn't feel like a social outcast on a diet. Of course. So there's two drinks per week allowed. And then we did the same thing with desserts. We allowed for two healthy desserts per week because desserts are important. So what we did, and my the reason I'm so passionate about this diet is because I looked at all the ways, the emotional ways we fall off diets. We fall off diets because we want to go out with our friends. We fall off diets because we need to emotionally eat. We fall off diets because we're hungry. And because of that, we put these rules in place, looked at the overall caloric intake to see that you could do this and still have weight loss success. Okay, two drinks seems pretty simple to understand. Now, are there drinks that people should lean towards or stay away from? I always tend to give my friends the advice this is just personal like seltzer for example with like a vodka because it's like low carbs but surprisingly the lowest carb wine type is actually prosecco so that's something that you know a nutritionist that i saw you know told me to kind of lean towards but i think just have what you want because that's why they're there okay so the drinking thing seems pretty easy you could you allow yourself two drinks per week Mm -hmm. but the thing that I mean, I've definitely tripped up on, and I think a lot of people do, is how do you how do you have a cheat day but not completely ruin everything for the next day? Like, how do you have a, a successful cheat day? That's a really good question, and I still think that, you know, people are looking to crack the code on that. Okay. But I think that when you start, like, understanding yourself, you'll start seeing that, you know, if you're waking up at midnight and then eating till midnight the next day, then, you know, maybe we should peel back the layers of the onion and see why you're doing that. Um, and I also say when it comes to a cheat day, like, if I'm going to have a cookie on my cheat day, I'm not going to have, you know, a cookie that I can get any day at the store. I'm going to, like, the best bakery in New York City, and I'm having a Levain cookie. You know, like, if I'm having a cupcake, I'm getting the best cupcake there is. I'm not going to waste my calories on something that I can get every single day. Okay. You know, if you're going to have pizza, then have the best pizza. Like, literally, and sit down and enjoy it. Don't feel bad about it. So are we talking you know? like one or two slices of pizza and then kind of call it a day? Yeah. You know, you see someone like The Rock posting on Instagram and his cheat day is like 87 pancakes and four pizzas, but he's also 
working out probably three hours a day, and that's kind of his lifestyle. And he's also six something and 250 pounds. Like it's different. So I never knew kind of how to judge a cheat day. And I think a lot of people, when they have a cheat day, it's the whole day. Exactly. And what it comes down to is basic, also basic science. You know, it's 3,500 calories in a pound. So, you know, if you're having 7,000 calories and you're not burning any of that off, then, you know, there is a good chance that you're not going to be losing weight. But if you're having a couple of slices of pizza, you know, 300 calories, 400 calories, that's nothing when you look at your overall caloric intake. I will tell you, though, that something that I always think about is that every time you eat carbohydrates, which is usually what we eat on cheat days, that comes with water weight. So every time you put a carb in your mouth, you have to think about the fact that you're also holding on to water weight. And that's why I say never weigh yourself after a cheat day because there's no point. It's not the real number. It's not the real weight. There's water weight involved. So that's something to remember because I know as a woman, I wake up from a cheat day and like my jeans don't fit. I need to put on leggings. And that's because, you know, I'm bloated. There's water weight. It all comes along with that. So I know that I'm usually pretty bad at keeping track of things. Um, If people want to figure out, you know, what types of food they're, what types of foods they're allowed to have and, the checklist you talked about, where should everyone go to to find all that information? That's all on um, DrOz.com. Spell out the word doctor and then OZ. And then we have every resource you could need on the website. And you can download it and you can keep it with you. And Dr. Oz has an app. Um, and it's just something that you can kind of start to think in your head and do it. For the people that you tested for the full year of doing this, you said you tested about, what, 40 people? Mm-hmm. How many of them had fitness plans that went along with this? So interestingly enough, um, we didn't do a strong um, push to have exercise, you know, as part of it. You know, we really focused on food. Okay. Um, The results that you saw were really just based on the diet itself, not necessarily anything external. Exactly. Okay. Because I've always been a a workout first person and then worry about my diet later. But I feel like my life would have been a lot easier and I would have seen goals that I wanted to see faster had I worried about my diet as well or with the same intensity that I worried about my workouts. I mean, as a female and as, like I said, a lifelong dieter, not only am I someone who is an extreme dieter, I'm an extreme exerciser. You know, it's like I sometimes, I always have to talk myself out of the mentality. Well, if I can't go to the gym for an hour, you know, why am I going to go to the gym at all? You know, I was the type of person who signed up for, you know, marathons. And I will tell you that when I was training for my two half marathons, I was running, you know, 10 miles, five times a week. I was the heaviest I've ever been. Really? Because you were just not paying attention to the way you ate? I think it was, you know, I probably would go to the gym and burn 500 calories, come back and eat 600. I think that was part of it. Okay. Um, But I also just think that certain people's bodies type, mine, for example, you know, I, my body responded better to like, I do the bar workout now. That's my workout. I'm obsessed with it. I love it. And my body just responded better to that, you know, than running, running for me personally bulked me up. And so I haven't run in four years. I've mentioned that this podcast started because I did a workout Wednesday video segment when I worked with Elvis's show. The goal of that segment was actually to show people there's a workout for you. Like not everyone can go mm-hmm. to a soul cycle class because sometimes it hurts your back or just doesn't it doesn't affect you the way it affects other people. 
But it is mm-hmm. important to go and find that one thing that, A, you enjoy. Because if you don't enjoy it, just like a diet, if you hate every day of it, you're not going to do it. Exactly. I do want people to check out your your own blog, mondaydieter.com. Um, just because I feel like your story, I, I sat down and I read it yesterday. I think people will feel comfortable knowing that you've probably gone through a lot of the things that they've gone through. And on mm-hmm. the podcast, I'm going to have people like I had Autumn Calabrese uh, last week and she's a professional fitness person. You know, I'm going to have people who do that. But you're you're a mom. You have a regular kind of nine to five, not a regular because working in TV necessarily isn't the most regular thing, but you have a nine to yeah. five job. You're not this isn't your number one profession, but you still found a way to fit it in. And I think that's important for everybody is you can find a way if you care enough. And if you make the small changes you need to make, you you can do it no matter what your actual profession is. Exactly. And and it just like I feel like when you just take time, when you choose to do a diet, when you choose to eat healthy, you're just taking time for yourself. You're taking time, you know, and making yourself a priority. Um, can I tell you my number one piece of diet advice? Go for it, because I'm going to ask you some questions from listeners in a second. So let's start off with that. Okay, so my number one diet piece of diet advice is to layer. What does that diet mean? Diet layer. Okay, so I am current. My my current diet is Weight Watchers, Pegan, Keto, with Bar. You know what I mean? Like I oh, am on okay. seven diets because, like, I don't believe that one diets are one size fits all. So, for example. I always have my Weight Watchers app. I love Weight Watchers. I think it's the greatest thing in the world. I always have my Weight Watchers app. But then, you know, I feel like I don't like to do dairy that much. So I eliminate dairy, which is a huge component to so many diets. You know, for me, like, I feel like if I've eaten too much, I need to reduce carbs, which is a very big proponent of the keto diet. So I reduce carbs. Then let's say I hear that apple cider vinegar is great. And I, you know, I need like a little bit of a detox. I'll add apple cider vinegar. So you have to layer your diet and create your own diet at all times, because that's, what's going to ultimately make it sustainable. I'm not, I've never really been a dieter. The only time I really did try a diet was I did a whole 30 and, mm-hmm. and I did it for 30 days. Like you're supposed to, I gave myself two days off because it was Thanksgiving and I ate regular food, but I didn't get, I didn't go too far off. Um, and I will say that I, it is something that different diets work for different people. And it worked for me at the time. It's not something I'd be able to sustain forever just because you weren't allowed to have any alcohol or any refined sugars or anything like that. Um, but there is truth, and Autumn said it last week in last week's podcast, your diet is going to be like 80% of your goal because mm-hmm. you can't mm-hmm. out-train a crappy diet at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. And as someone who just had a baby, um, I, you know, working out went by the wayside for me. I had to choose, oh, yeah. you know, working and being a mom, and I can only get myself to the gym once a week. So I really, you know, that's why I kind of downloaded my app and and kept track of my food. And I did find that like I was able to lose the baby weight personally without the strong component of exercising, but that's because I was thinking about my food. So there is ways to lose weight without working out. I think that, but I think emotionally working out is everything. And when you talked about layering your diet, you mentioned the keto diet, right? Yes. So a, a couple people actually messaged asking about that, and I know nothing about this diet. So could you, yeah. as simply and I guess cohesively as you can, uh, break that down and what it is and what the benefits are? Yeah, so I worked um, and did some um, coaching on an amazing uh, 
keto diet called Ideal Protein. And basically what you do is you reduce the amount of carbohydrates that your body takes. So you go into something called ketosis. And basically the simplest way to think about ketosis is your body eating its own fat. Okay. So Which seems like you know, a good thing. You, it seems like the, it's the greatest thing ever. Okay. Um, and so every time you eat, let's say you eat an apple, for example, your body has to, you know, burn all those calories and then it gets to, you know, your fat stores. So with the ketosis diet, basically you're kind of going towards those fat stores at all times. There's like a lot of chemical words and all these things that, you know, we learn about in class. I'm sure you learned about them, the Krebs cycle and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. I the bottom about line that. is exactly <laughs> that this is all the Krebs cycle. But the bottom line is is that you're just limiting your carbs to get your body into a state of ketosis where it's burning where it's basically burning its fat for fuel as opposed to burning carbohydrates for fuel. And, you know, people have amazingly rapid results. My parents lost a ton of weight on the keto diet. So I definitely think I would always suggest it as an amazing jump start. But I do think it's hard to stay on for the long run. Like how long can you do something like that realistically in your mind? I mean, I've seen people, like when I was working with the diet, I saw people lose 100 pounds. Oh, I wow. saw people on it for a year. Yeah, but for somebody who has, you know is social and wants to drink, you know, you can't have alcohol. You, you really limit a lot of things that people like. So for other people, it may be really hard to stay on it for a long time, but I definitely think it's worth a shot to me. That's a diet that's always worth a shot. I think it's interesting. I think there's a lot of resources about it and for weight loss, I think it works. Actually, if it's cutting out carbs, isn't that similar to what the Atkins diet used to be? Is that, is that similar? Yeah, from what I've heard, this is okay. like the new Atkins. Okay, you gotcha. know, like it, yeah. Um, what else do we have here? Oh, and actually, Autumn gave us one of these last week, um, and I guess people really liked it. Do you have a quick, whether it's a quick breakfast thing or a quick snack that you could take with you throughout the day that you can make in the morning that doesn't? Because a lot of people, their biggest problem is they wake up in the morning and they don't have time to make what's considered like a healthy breakfast or anything. They have to run out of the mm -hmm. house or take their kids to school or go to work. Do you have, like, your go-to quick recipe? Yeah, it's not a recipe because I don't cook. <laughs> um, I love Quest Bars. Um, they're my go-to on Weight Watchers. They're the lowest point um, protein bar, which is very important for so many people out there, just to put it into perspective. They also, and they make you poop. Okay, so great. <laughs> the only way you're going to, I feel like the only way I ever see a return on the scale, this is personal, is when I poop. And these bars make me poop. <laughs> so I love Quest Bars. The other thing I do is I often keep a pound of um, sliced deli turkey or sliced um, deli chicken in my fridge at work. And I'm a huge fan of turkey roll-ups. Oh, true. I actually love those things. Like, I'll have that in my apartment. Yeah. Exactly. And I feel like they're like low in carbs. It's super filling. And if you ate, you know, I always try to think of things if you eat the whole thing, because as a binge eater, as an emotional eater, you know, if I ate the whole pound of turkey, it's really not going to affect, you know, the scale the way it would if I was to eat a whole bag of chips. Very true. How do I start to eat healthy? Like, what are the first steps when you talk to all your dieters, when you created this thing? What was the first basic step that everyone had to take? Was there something they cut out? Was there a yeah. change they made? 
I think the first thing to do is for everybody to write down what they're eating today, tomorrow, and the next day. Like figure out what you eat on a daily basis and then figure out how to, you know, eat healthier. So, for example, if every single day you stop at Starbucks and get, you know, one of their breakfast sandwiches, well, then you know you like eggs for breakfast. You know you need a little bit of carbs. So can you switch to Ezekiel bread and egg whites at home? So I think that's the first step. But I think the second thing I always tell people is what is your non-negotiable? What is something that you refuse to give up? And if you give it up, you will not be successful. For me, it's a latte. I have to have a latte. I have to have a venti, which is two cups of milk and three packets of sugar. I need that every single day or I'm not going to be successful. So how do I work that into my plan and then start eating healthy? Because I think that if you do want to start eating healthy, I think that's such an important word because if you just go cold turkey, I think that from what I've experienced, it's it's really hard. Okay, and then uh, one last one that I have is, I've been working out for a few months. I feel great, but I can't figure out what foods to eat. And I feel like this just goes back to your whole diet in general, the whole mm-hmm. um, uh, pegan diet, I guess could be a basis for this person's answer. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I think that any any diet that has the basic fundamental principles, which I would say is fruits, vegetables, healthy fats, you know, one thing that you know, we all know is that, you know, there's macronutrients that we all need to get and protein, carbs, and fat are all on that list. So if you find any diet that you feel like, you know, is giving you all those things, then that's going to, you know, completely complement what you're doing in your workout plan. I do want people to check out um, your blog, mondaydieter.com, but also if they want Thank all you. of the, the pegan info, that's on doctor, like the word doctor, oz.com uh-huh. right yep yep it's all there um everything you need is there and i even linked on my site to it and just so people know monday dieter again it's about the emotional component to dieting because it's not just about what to eat and how to exercise you know there is an emotional component to dieting sometimes when we stop waging a war against our bodies we are ultimately eating better for ourselves because we're not putting that pressure on ourselves. We're not emotionally eating because of how we feel about ourselves. So I think that's really important too. Well, I took up like 40 minutes of your time. So thank you very much. I know you need to do some some Dr. Oz work at some point probably. Thank you. Yes. But thank you. I'm so uh, happy that you came out with this thing. It looks incredible. I might actually have a diet for the first time in my life. Wow. And tell Sean I said hello. I will. And I'm, as always, I'm so proud of you and Carla Marie and everything you guys are doing out there. So thank you. Thank you. And I'll talk to you later. All right. As always, one of the reasons that I was able to figure out the questions to ask Nicole while she was here and the questions that I asked Autumn a week before and the questions that I'll ask next week is because you did a fantastic job of uh, either emailing me or tweeting me or hit me up on Instagram or Snapchat and asking me questions for the Workout Wednesday podcast. So please do it again on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, and Twitter. I am at Worst Anthony. You can always email mydayfridayshow at gmail.com. And for this week's little uh, challenge, obviously continue drinking the proper amount of water for your body. We're going to keep adding on to these challenges every single week. And this one is especially hard for me. Try to get to bed at the same time every week and allow yourself at least six hours of sleep. And six is like kind of the bare minimum that you should be getting anyway. 
I'm someone who doesn't sleep at the same time almost any day. If I'm lucky, I'll get four and a half to five hours of sleep. So this is going to be probably the most difficult thing for me just because I'm not a schedule type of person. But the whole point of this is to challenge yourself and stop making excuses. So the goal is to get to bed. What time would I have to get to bed? I'd have to get to bed if I'm up usually around 4, 4.15. I'd have to get to bed around 10 o'clock, which shouldn't be that difficult. But I usually stay up late editing things like this podcast. And if you're someone like me who doesn't necessarily get to sleep that easily, maybe your mind's racing a lot. It's proven that if you get to bed at the same time every day, you end up training your body to sleep. So that's the goal for this week. That's the challenge on this little journey we're on together. So drink your water, get your sleep, email me your questions, my day Friday show at Gmail or hit me up on um, any platform at worst. Anthony, thank you so much for spending like 35, 40 minutes of your day with me and this podcast. I appreciate it. See you next week. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula, berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.